0: hey what's going on fca palm beach county family jason Banzhoff here area representative and podcast producer for the fca palm beach county podcast our goal at fca is that we see every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with jesus and his church now we have an amazing episode today with dwight stevenson does that name ring a bell to you well, as a Miami Dolphins fan, it does to me. Dwight played with the Miami Dolphins from 1980 to 1987. He had an incredible career and now has a gold jacket in the NFL Hall of Fame. He also played at the University of Alabama under Coach Bear Bryant. Greg Anderson and I got to sit down with Dwight at the office of his construction company. We had such a good time hearing his story and are excited to share with you. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of FCA Palm Beach County Podcast. Dwight, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Well, Jason, happy to be here. Craig, I uh, appreciate you guys uh, coming over. Yeah, we're honored to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, let's just say this. Let's. Just, I want to start off. Why don't you share with us um, where you grew up and what got you interested in football?
1: Okay, well, I grew up in Hampton, Virginia. I'm from the Mid-Atlantic area there. Um, and, uh, you know, we were pretty much my father, you know, was a, was a working man. He worked in the Newport News shipyard for over 40 years, and then he had also had another job at night. So he wow. he worked two jobs for over 40 some years. And my mother worked in the school cafeteria. They both raised seven seven children, and they did it. Uh, uh, you know, and and we never wanted for any, wanted for. I mean, we always had 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 things that were necessary, okay. that sort of thing. But uh, and then, yeah. You know, so I, I got to watch them. I mean, they they taught me that work ethic, and uh, I think that's very very important. Uh, then uh, from there, football was something that sports. You know, my age, a lot of kids in the neighborhood, everybody wanted to be a sports uh, uh, player of some type, whether it's basketball, football. Baseball or something, and so uh, mine was at the time was basketball. That's wow. that's the game that I really loved and wanted to play, and uh, but I was probably better suited for football, and uh, so I did. It, it, but I got in about the eleventh uh, grade. I decided you know football was what it was going to be, and uh, uh, and I tried to really put everything I had into it and stuff. So that's that's kind of how I uh, you know got into got into football, and uh, you yeah, know and I enjoyed it
2: yeah well good i'm sure your basketball coach didn't like that decision you
1: made. <laughs> <laughs> well, i wasn't much of a basketball i, I enjoyed the game i love and i still love the game today and stuff and uh as a matter of fact my high school coach saw me playing basketball and uh on the jv team which i was in the 10th grade and he talked me into he said come on out you get we well, you got to come on out for football and uh so i did i uh i went out for football in 11th grade and uh and uh and then i after my 11 after that basketball season i decided if you know i was it's my senior year i was just going to do football and okay. uh so that's part of the way i got in there too my my high school coach talked to me and uh, talked me into coming out there so I, I didn't know if i could play or not i was i was hoping <laughs> that you know go out there and hang out with some and be part of, you know uh some some of my friends were playing and so that was a great way for uh, me to you know be with, be with them also and stuff and kind of being a big brother i kind of i felt like you know showing my other brothers uh that you know that playing sports was important and so they so they would come up and want to play sports too as well and stuff so
0: okay what positions did you play in in high school
1: uh, I played in football. I played the center position. Okay. I played center, and I played uh, defensive line. I was a defensive end at the time. Okay. And
2: uh, you didn't it, come off the field then.
1: No, nah, <laughs> no. Nah, we we played both ways, and I tell you, we uh, I played with some great high school football players, and uh, we, we had great teams. We we won the majority of the games and stuff. So you're playing both ways
2: on the ball, defense and offense. Yeah. Uh, touching the ball every offensive play. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 That, that shows a lot of trust. They had a lot of trust in you. Right. Um, were your teams any good? I mean, were you guys winning games? or?
1: Yeah, we did. We, we were a really good high school football team. And uh, we won the state championship uh, my senior year, my junior year. Uh, we did. We lost two games. Uh, and uh, and uh, so we didn't. We didn't. We didn't make the playoffs. They didn't have playoffs back then or whatever and stuff anyway. So, but, uh, so no, they did have playoffs. Anyway, we lost two games. We didn't, we didn't go in the of that season, but we had a pretty good football team and a uh, pretty good season. Then the next year we did, we won, we went undefeated. And we won the state championship. Wow. Uh, we, wow. uh, we had guys that could have went a lot of places and, and, uh, and that's kind of what kind of, you know, drawed Alabama and some other teams to come look at us and that sort of thing. It was two guys that probably could have went anywhere in the country, and uh, they were tremendous high school football players. And uh, And I really hadn't made a name for myself. Like I said, I played in 11th grade, and I played in my senior year, but nobody really knew about me and that sort of thing. So. And my coach would, if a coach came to uh, to watch practice or whatever and stuff, he would try to talk to him, say, "Hey, take a look at Dwight. I think he can. He'll be okay." And uh, and uh, Alabama came uh, that time, and they did. They said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll take him." And uh, and uh, so that's that's kind of how I uh, got to Alabama and stuff. Cool. Well, did you have any schools or anything looking at you besides Alabama? I, did, I had I had like six scholarship offers okay. and stuff. I had. Uh, I had Temple, Temple Universities, Clemson, Virginia Tech, um, maybe Hampton Institute, Hampton University back then. Um, And it was one of the schools that escapes me. East Carolina, East Carolina. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I coached at East Carolina. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1985.
2: Okay. You you were.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you probably know. Do you know Neil Calloway? Was Neil Calloway there then? No. Pat Dye had already left? Pat Dye had just left. Yeah. He had just left, but he was there with Pat Dye. But when I, I'm going to tell you, when I, uh, I said the first school, you know, when the, when the schools and universities were coming to our school, uh, they were, uh, they were coming to see the other guys and they weren't really paying me any attention. So I said, you know what, uh, the first school that contacts me and offers me a scholarship, that's where I'm going to go to school. Wow. Right. And, uh, so I did, I, uh east carolina was the first school that really contacted me and they flew me down you know uh during the during the uh right after football season that sort of thing so i i was gonna go to school there and pat Dow was the coach and uh and he said uh so i come into school that next morning after the kind of the coach said he was coming up he told my high school coach that he was coming up to sign me and stuff and my high school coach you know he's kind of uh uh he has a big personality and everything. So <laughs> he comes up the hallway and I see him coming, but I don't know what he's coming in and talking about. But he's like strutting, and then he comes to he's son, the University of Tennessee, East Carolina coming up here to tell me that they're gonna coming up here to sign you. I said, Yeah, I'm gonna go to school there. He said, uh He said, Yo, son, you gotta look you gotta you gotta look at all your options and stuff. And that's what he taught me, you know, and Alabama did eventually come in there and stuff like that. Yeah. And so that's how I got to Alabama. But and uh and I kind of I didn't make a uh Declaration like oh I'm going to East Carolina like that that's what that night before so uh, Mm -hmm. so but Pat Dad handled it with class and he told me he said Dwight he said at least I know I'm going after the right kind of players and stuff and uh, that he said uh, he made me feel really good he wished me well and stuff and uh, you know went to Alabama and uh, then we saw saw him again at oh when he was at Auburn and stuff like that and other places and stuff but he he showed showed me a lot of class and I appreciate that oh that's great yeah.
0: Well, it seems like too that you uh, you were able to be coached under two coaching legends between mm-hmm. uh, college and and NFL. So, what was it like? One being under Bear Bryant's.
1: I mean, that was uh, that was uh, for me. It was it was really scary and intimidating <laughs> uh, when I got there. I didn't know if I made a mistake. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm good enough to play here. You know, you go there and you think everybody's Superman. You know. Alabama and everybody there is, you know, unbelievable players and stuff like that. And they're going to figure me out, you know, and I'm not good enough to be here or something. I, have a lot of stepped out, but then, you know, I got out there and I, um, and I saw that maybe athletically, I mean, I could, can, could compete or whatever stuff. And then, um, And I kind of watched some of the other guys that were like All-Americans, some guys like you know, you talk about the Ozzie Newsom's, uh, you know, Gus White and uh, Johnny Davis and guys that were my upperclassmen at the time. And I said, what made those guys such great players? And uh, and they worked harder than anybody else out there. They they made the sacrifices and uh, and they you know, they, 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 did what they were supposed to do. And that, that's kind of, so I said, well, I, I felt I could do that. And that's, I, I see guys that when other guys might be going off and doing the party thing or whatever, so these guys might be going to the weight room or doing things like that, uh, to better themselves. And I said, well, you know, that's kind of what I need to do. And, and, and I kind of took that, uh, took that, took that road and, uh, and, uh, I'm glad I did and stuff. It, uh, and I kind of take that road to it. A lot of things that I do. And stuff. So, yeah. it.
2: Sounds like a great work ethic. And yeah. I'm going back to, you know, your upbringing with your mom and dad oh, yeah. demonstrating that work ethic in the home. Yeah. And then you just took it to, um, that environment there at Alabama and applied it. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. You know, many people ask me who was the influence. I mean, my mother, I, my mother, my father and mother, both of them were big influences. Uh, um, uh, Influencers in my life and stuff, as well as I had some great uncles and and aunts and stuff. My mother and father, they were there and a great example for me. Um, And I'm sure it's times that they uh, like uh, you know we started. Came from a small farming community in North Carolina called Murfreesboro City, called Murfreesboro, Mm -hmm. and it went to moved to Hampton. I mean, they it's only sixty or seventy miles away, but you know that was a long ways back then, and they they moved seven children, and we moved up there, and they they went out and and made it happen, and uh, and we all we all worked when we were coming up. We all had school had jobs when we were in um, middle school or high school, all the way through and stuff. That's and it was kind of like it was as one. I mean, we all we didn't necessarily like the money. wasn't like I had money. I mean, if I had something that I bring the money, my, whatever my paycheck or money was, and I put it there, <laughs> and we all my mother and father kind of did what they supposed to do with it and stuff. And, uh, and made it out, you know, we were, we were a great family. We really did, um, uh, work well together and stuff. And then God, you know, was, uh, you know, always been a big, big part of our life and stuff. And that's all seven children and my mother and my father. And, and, uh, we came up, you know, knowing that God makes everything possible. And, and, um, uh, and it's going to be, the way you practice and you know, you keep God first in your life and stuff. And my grandfather, he was a preacher. So, I mean, it was absolutely, uh, he was, a big, big part of our life. Uh, you know, Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you know, our savior, uh, taught us, believe me, some of the things we went through and stuff, only God could only, 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 only God could have made it possible and stuff. And, uh, I was just, uh, I look back, and, but we had a great job yeah. We had a great time and uh, great time.
0: Let's well, go. Yeah, let's. Um, <clears throat> you started talking about the Lord, so let, let's yeah. pivot there for a second. Um, looking at you know, you grew up. Your grandfather was a preacher, and all of that. And right. and you then you go to college. You go to Alabama, and it's right. a totally different. That you're away from your family. It's a whole new right. system. You're you know, party animals all around. Like, what helped keep you grounded? Um, while you were in Alabama.
1: You, you know, when you first get to Alabama, Coach Brian kind of kept helped keep the uh, kept us grounded. He would uh come in there and say, you know, he tell you, he literally tell us come in and we all sat in, you know, up there in freshman, you know, maybe thirty of us, forty, would walk on to everybody, and say, Look here and he tell you no louder it is right here, you need to write your mamas and papas. You know what I mean? Then you know that family is very important. And those are the exact words, you need to write your mama's and your papas. And then he said, uh he would say, uh, you know, and, and, and let us know the church. God was God was important. Lord Jesus Christ. So he was a uh, so church. Yeah, he he let us know that like the freshman class, the church. And I guess it's right there on uh, on campus or right off the of campus. There they kind of welcome the new players and stuff. And let us know, you know, that God, you know, is God yeah, is he's, he's everywhere and stuff. Okay. And then also even before the game, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he, he talked to God and talk about God and he used examples and stuff, you know, the hard work and stuff. It's going to be hard work. And he said, you know, and winning these games is going to be, it's going to be tough and stuff. And he said, you can't leave it all up to God. You got to do your part too. And then he let us know those statements like that. Um, yeah, but, uh, but he wanted us to know that, you know, it's very, very important. I mean, before the game, we, we'd we come, we'd, uh, get on, get down on our knees and that sort of thing, and then after the game and stuff. Okay. So win, lose, a draw. That's right. And, yeah. uh, so a lot of great centers at Alabama. That's right. Um,
2: before your time and after mm-hmm, your time. Right. Uh, you've obviously been recognized as the best or, or one of the best there. Uh, how do you feel
1: when you hear that? Very, very proud. I... Uh, Knowing that, like I said, I don't consider myself the best. I, like I said, but I, I can maybe stretch it a little bit. You say one of the best, because then then, I'm telling you, there's some great centers that play there at the University of Alabama. Um, I played, I, when I first came there, I got to watch two of the best I feel that I ever played there, too, as well, and stuff, and that's Sylvester Kroom. Uh He was he was actually my coach and stuff, so I didn't really watch him play. I did see film of him playing and stuff. Right. Great, just a great competitor. Uh, then Terry Jones, who was uh, all, all Southeast Conference and everything, so I got he was the, he was a starting center when I first came there. Mm-hmm. Then um, and you know then I watched film if, if I could of guys that play earlier and stuff like that. But no, they they've had some great centers throughout the years there, and I'm I'm happy to be mentioned amongst the guys. And stuff, but, mm-hmm. and it's so good. So I want to go to I want to go to the NFL now.
0: So okay. you, you, you get drafted right, yeah. and, and and you kind of have this thought going into Alabama that. I don't know if I'm even good enough to even play. Yeah. And then you play and you go and you're good enough to be drafted and you're going to have to be drafted in the second round. Yeah. And so kind of explain like that process for you. Was it something that was very surprising to you? I know you put in a lot of hard work, a lot of effort, but mm-hmm. to actually be selected into the NFL.
1: Yeah, being being selected in the NFL was like a, a dream come true. It's just something you, t- you think about it as a kid. You really do. You get – but to say that you're going to be drafted or you say you're going to play professional football. Yeah. That's a dream. Uh, so being drafted by the, uh, in the second round by the Miami Dolphins, that was, uh, that was like surreal. I mean, it was like, I had to pinch myself <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, I act like it wasn't a big deal, but it was, it, it was, it was just overwhelming me big deals to me and stuff. And, uh, and, uh, I, um, I can remember, you know, getting on the phone and calling my mom and him. Cause back then, uh, coach Brian, I mean, excuse me, coach you. And them they called me on the phone, and said, Hey Dwight, how would you like to be a man Dolphins? I, said, I love it. I mean, I'm talking to John Shuler, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and I, first of all, you got to make sure nobody's playing a prank on me or whatever and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, so it, it was him and, uh, told me you're going to take me in that sort of thing. And in, in the second round with the next pick and, um, it was just r- surreal, so I probably hung up the phone, man, and then, you know the chills around come over my body and everything, and just and uh, so and I was excited. I was I was very excited and excited to call my family and uh, you know let them know that been blessed that God, you know that you know been drafted by the Miami Dolphins. So.
0: Well, it's a bonus too to say that you got drafted in Miami and not Buffalo, Green Bay, know. <laughs> you know, somewhere like that, but no, yeah. you get to come down and enjoy the, the warm weather in, in December yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah. um, but, so talk to, I know from what I hear, Don Chula was actually a, Pretty tough guy to play for, and yeah. Wally, he did have his faith and all that stuff. He right. was still, he was more of a, a coach than he was a man of faith. It seems <laughs> sometimes. So, so you being a believer and, and and all that, what was it like to interact with with Don and and Coach Shula and and just play under him?
1: Yeah. That, that again, that just a great experience. I mean, he, he, he made me a better person. He helped made most of the people around here, all the, I think the players, especially, and for other assistant coaches, he made us better people and stuff. Um, you know, the things that in order to be a good person and be a, a good, good coach or a good player. I mean, he taught us those things too, but also just being a good person, you know, he, um, you know, uh, he, with him you hear things like you know time to time you quit on this you quit on something else and stuff you know and those and those that statement is true and you i'm sure you guys are hearing similar statements and stuff um so uh he taught us that you know the tough times and stuff you go out there and you gotta sh- you gotta sh- show you uh, i remember one time i was snapping the ball early like once uh, every game every doggone practice i couldn't get through that practice without snapping that ball early and i mean you know with the quarterback because I'm thinking I'm focusing on players and you got a, a defense that's moving around trying to confuse you. And yes. Uh, and so, and they are in, putting new plays in and I got to know what the defense is. And I got to, you know, these kind of things and, and that going on, all you gotta do is take a sec. I'm mean, a split second. And the ball don't come up when it's supposed to or if it come up early. They switch, they switch. And so, and I remember doing that and then one time, you know, and, uh, and uh and then after i snapped the wall early, and i was kind of walking off to the side there and stuff like that he kind of walked and whispered show your confidence show you be confident like that he just walked the walk, walk by I me mean, that's and that kind of helped me at that moment and stuff like that and uh so and uh so that that was uh you know and from then on you know i did i, I Maybe I did snap it early again, but I'm telling you, I know they cut down drastically and stuff and uh, the I, mistakes.
0: I, I feel like there'd be no more embarrassing penalty than to get the false start. Everybody but the center. I think <laughs> that'd be the most, you know,
1: <laughs> it happens. It <laughs> and, uh, it is, it, and, and, you know, you st- throw the ball over the quarterback's head or yeah. something, you know, it's a. Uh, It it can happen. It will happen at some point and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It it was one of the Super Bowls a few years ago. The first play of the Super Bowl was the center snapping the – I'm
1: trying to remember who it was. Um, It was was
0: Peyton Manning's head. It was against Seattle. Yep. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad, well, that's yeah. that's a heck of a start, huh? I'm yeah, you. That,
0: that's not a good way to do it.
1: But at least you get it out of the way early. You don't have to, you know what? that has got that fast snap out of the way. let's yeah. go play the game here. Just settle in and get yeah. in your groove. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so in your NFL career, so you 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 get drafted, you play in the NFL, you go to a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And then, two, two, yeah, yeah that's. Yeah, you're right too. And I'm a Dolphins fan. I should have okay. remembered. that. Um, but you, you lose both of them, yeah. and um, it's heartbreaking. in that, yeah. but you, you know, you come out and you know, in your career too, was actually cut kind of short. You know, for yeah. you know, um, she had some injuries. Correct. They had one injury. Yeah. One That's, injury. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, it took you down. Yeah. And. But then you know you, you play years and then you get a gold jacket right yeah. and get into the hall of fame. So what's what's that, what's it like to have that that hall of fame you know accolade under your under your belt?
1: You know, one thing I said when I came in the league, and I said you know I'm not going to leave here with any regrets. I'm going to go in here, and I'm a I'm gonna, just thank God for the opportunity. This is just this is just tremendous, and. Um, I wasn't gonna have any regrets. You know, whenever if they cut me, they cut me, if I get injured, you know, I was not gonna say, Oh God, I need two one more year, two more years, please, please. You know, I was gonna, you know, thank God and move on and stuff. And um, you know, at that time I had played I was it was in my eighth eighth season and uh, I felt as though I could have played, you know, probably another four or five years. I really felt good and stuff like that. And um but that Monday night we were playing the New York Jets and it was a game that we pretty much had under control we did have it under control and we we're running the clock out so of course you're a little bit more relaxed and a lot of injuries happen when you're kind of relaxed on the football field not quite you know on guard and and so I was kind of relaxed and I, we had a change of uh uh, possess, uh not possession uh like we had a turnover. So, uh, our running back was running to right into the right and he fumbled the ball and the defensive back coming up and make the tackle. And just before he got there, the ball just literally hit the ground and popped up in the defensive back's uh, arms and he just kept right on running to the goal line. He was only like 30 yards out. When you see something go wrong in your football player; you, you need to go you know, to that direction a little bit. And I started over there and I took a couple, two, two or three steps and at that time, somebody hit me. And uh, when he hit me, Uh, I got my leg pulled funny and hyperextended my knee and all that kind of stuff. So, but you know that night I thought I'd play again. I really did. I felt you know, and the knee that was going to take some hard work. But God bless me. I mean, I can I can can do the hard work. Uh, But it was a nerve that was involved there that that part I didn't I didn't know about. And uh, and even then you know so uh, so I have what's commonly called a foot drop, but life goes on and stuff and uh, but i um got people uh, i really thought i'd play again but i didn't want to have any regrets okay thank you god and i had to get on get on with life uh the nerve never did regenerate or never did heal uh so i could play again and stuff but Good.
2: Good.
1: but i thank god cause let me tell you i played playing the the football league for eight years and uh, and uh played with the guys that i played with and for the coaches that i played the coach, and my family and all that. I mean, it was a, it was a great experience. And uh, God, you know, I just, I just thank God.
2: That's awesome. And now yeah. you carry the principles and the lessons you learned on the football field and through those coaches yeah. and on those teams. And now you carry
1: that into the business world, right? That, how, right? How is that transferred? It does. You know, just like starting the football field when I was in Alabama. I mean, I got, I got. Uh, i mean i didn't do well when i first got there you don't you just get there and you struggle and until you kind of figure things out a little bit and and then you start playing a little better and stuff and the same thing when i got to the pros here and stuff i mean i'm like i i couldn't believe it because i mean you 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 know you start all over again and um, and i didn't so i was i was learning the game learning how to compete learning uh you know systems learning how to train everything was different um it was it was different on this level and stuff. And, uh, so, but I, but I eventually got the handle of it and stuff And the same thing in business and stuff. So yeah, I, uh, got involved with the business and stuff. I had to move on with life and, get you on, know, and I did, I went to work for a guy for two, three years and stuff like that. Learning. I, I mean, I've installed cabinets. I've done other things that probably some people said, well, I am not doing that, you know, but I, you know, my dad has told me, humble yourself and get, and you get it done, you know? And, uh, And uh, and I did that and stuff, and then now I have certain things that no one could take that those experiences and all that no one could take those from me and stuff. So I um, so I did humble myself and got in there and stuff and hustled. And you know, we've been fortunate, I mean, we've been able to grow a business. We 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 employ our team members here, we got probably about 40 people and stuff. We got uh, we got a good 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 team, we got a good team here, and God continue to bless us. I mean, I can say, God isn't. It's been my high school and pro career and college career and he still is involved in in my uh, everyday life here and stuff uh, like I said we, um, we 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 pray before we started the interview here but we pray before we go into something that we're competing against still like we we're in the uh, construction business, so we compete for jobs and stuff we do we get out and we pray before we go into the uh and before we go into the meetings and then once we uh, come out of there we we also pray and thank God for the for the opportunity there, and we hope we win. But you know, whatever the outcome, God, guys, God's, God's got a plan.
0: That's good. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's really good. So, <clears throat> one final thing, then. So, you know, with this being FCA, Fellowship Christian Athletes, yeah. you you had some time in FCA that's in right. Alabama, right? Right. right? Yeah. Share a little bit about your experience with with FCA. And
1: right. Alabama. Like I said, I mean, God, I mean, Coach Brian made sure, you know, the football, he didn't force anything on us and that sort of thing. But he does know that God, you know, God's got to be in your life and that sort of thing. It's going to be some tough times. There's going to be some time things are going to go well and things aren't going to go well. And, and, but, you know, God, you know, you got to, you got, you got to keep your faith in that sort of thing. And I think he came from, I think his mother might have been a preacher, but he's always, you know, he's, he's, you know, he t- talked about God and, uh, you know, certain things. He, he wasn't a perfect individual. He had, he wasn't claiming that, but he was, you know, he was a good man. He was a good man and stuff. He made us, he, he too made us all better people and stuff that were around him and stuff. Mm. Um, so, so, I mean, FCA, which I was involved with in college and stuff. And, you know, we'd go to the meetings and stuff and they have some meetings at, at the, do- at our dormitories and stuff in the, in the community or in the, in the rec room, we called it up there and stuff. Okay. Um, but, and then, yeah, and, you know, and I did, they kind of got us involved with community, and it was one uh, kid, I was like his big brother and stuff, and, okay. uh, so, and I I lost touch with him over the years, it's been 40 some years now and stuff, but I lost yeah. touch with him, and, uh, but I did one time try to find him once I went back there, and I wasn't able to find him and stuff, okay. uh, but uh, so we did, did that and did as well as, you know, down here and stuff with the Miami Dolphins and stuff. I mean, there's organizations and stuff. And then we've you know, I've been to some of the events and that sort of thing that are here, like preferences and so forth. Uh, you know, God is important and you got to keep him first in your life.
2: That's exactly right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just a closing thought here. I'm thinking about the importance of you having a dad and a mom mm-hmm. in your home uh, that modeled a good work ethic. You having a coach, mm-hmm. uh, both um, high school, college, and pro that pointed to you the importance of having a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm thinking about the maybe the the young man or young gal that's listening to this podcast now. And they're thinking, well, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. I don't have that at my home. I don't have a mom or a dad at my home. I don't have a coach that's teaching me, you know, godly principles. Um, what What would you say to a, a young aspiring athlete now mm-hmm. that's maybe middle school or high school wanting to make it, you know, to the pros or, or wanting to be successful, but uh, but they're lacking that role model? What yeah. What would you say to that person? Because there, there's a, that's, that's very real that situation mm-hmm. a lot of kids don't have mom and dad at home
1: yeah uh, that is a, that's that's a tough one and um but you know i think it's just like you know god will provide he i think he will provide a role model for them it may not be a mother or father that's right there in their home but someone in that community and i mean and we got some very smart kids i'm telling you they're smart and they can they can they know people that mean well by them that god has sent and that sort of thing to be their role model i think that that's yeah. uh everybody needs everybody needs that it's very helpful for everyone to have a, a good role model and uh right. so uh you know just recognize the good ones and you know and there's going to be some people out there that don't mean well by you but those are kind of people you really don't want to be around so right right
2: yeah, I'm thinking about FCA, and that's why we um, uh, we will often talk about ministry to and through the coach mm-hmm. because we realize that the coach often becomes the role model.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
2: he he or she becomes that that person that the athlete looks to and says, "I want to be like that guy or that gal." Right. Yeah,
1: no, that's that's very very true. Uh, the coaches, I mean, the teams usually take on, and a lot of the players take on the personality of the coaches. Uh, they do, and uh, and the coaches are, you know, they are stressing certain things like, you know, keeping God first in your life and uh, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, it's more than likely a player is going to take on that same attitude. And um, and uh, I've seen guys that you know, Magic White. I mean, great, great defensive uh, defensive lineman, and, and you know. He, uh, he was a preacher and he, uh just a man of God and uh, he played the game as tough as anybody. And, uh, you know, I think he, he, I'm not sure it was him, but somebody said that I mean, way he wanted, when he, you know, when he hit him, they wanted him think of God. But anyway, he said, <laughs> I don't think Rage said that, but somebody seemed like they said something similar to that. But, you know, it's a, it's a great, it's a, I mean, God, you got to have God in your life and stuff. I mean, right. you, you got to have some direction. Yeah. And uh, if you don't, um, you know, it's it's it gets tough. It gets tough.
2: Yeah. All right, Dwight. Bonus question. Yeah. Toughest defensive lineman you ever faced?
1: Probably the toughest guy I to ever played. Uh, it's probably going to be Joe Klecko and Howie Long. Those two yeah. guys, uh, they were just unbelievable. I mean, it was a good. I played against a, real, a lot of good defense. I feel a lot of good defensive linemen and stuff. Those two right there were. They were they were a little bit above everybody else, and not a lot above. They were they were. Howie was just a great athlete, very strong, smart, could do it, could do it all and stuff. Joe Claco could do it all too. I mean, smart, strongest man I ever I ever played oh. against in, in the National Football League. And and the thing about it, they were both good guys, and they they showed their class on the field. They didn't, uh, you know, they did they showed their class and stuff. I, I, the guys, uh, they they. Uh, you know they 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 played the game. They weren't trying to, you know. Joe Joe Clacko is probably the nicest guy in the world. Wow. He he'll, he'll go back there and sack the quarterback and then try to help the defensive lineman. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the last thing you want to do is get a help from get help from him. But yeah. you know that's the kind of guy. He, he's just a really good guy, and he should be. Uh, I think he's a, has a good chance to get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, this year, so we'll see. We'll that's see. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well. Well, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for yeah. your example yeah. uh, that you uh, you know have have provided the the athletes of today, the young athletes who may listen to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you've been a tremendous example and uh, an example in the business community yeah. of, of how to keep God first in your business.
1: You got it. So keep God first it. in your business, and uh, you know you got to keep going and stuff. I mean, college football, high school football, sports going to end one day. Go to the next day. Even if it ends at that point, you still got to keep going and stuff. Keep God first in your life and whatever you decide to do and stuff, whether it's, you know, you go into college, military, or whatever and stuff. And then the pros, you get that opportunity. Enjoy it. Appreciate it. Work hard. But God, keep God first. And then it's going to be over one day and stuff. And just, again, keep God first pace and, uh, you know, it'll work out. It will work out.
0: That's good. Well, again, thank you so much for your time, Dwight. We definitely appreciate it. Appreciate it. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, and we can't wait to bring you more episodes like this. Now, episodes like this take work and resources to make it happen. Would you consider donating to the FCA Palm Beach County? In the show notes, you'll see a link to my FCA profile where you can donate and be a part of what God is doing through FCA Palm Beach County. We're excited to bring you more episodes very soon. And if you'd like to be a part of what God is doing through FCA and Palm Beach County, make sure you check out our website, FCAPBC.com. Dot org, where you can find out different events that we're having coming up. We'd love for you to be a part of them. I thank you and God bless and we'll see you next time.